Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Taiwan Abroad here on ICRT. I'm Eric Gao, and today we are heading to Swaziland. With us on the air today is Taiwan's ambassador in the country, Mr. Thomas Chen. Ambassador, good morning. Good morning. Uh, ambassador Chen, just to start us off today, why don't you just give us a, uh, a quick look at Swaziland and what, what it's like there? All right. Uh, Swaziland is a landlocked country in southern Africa, surrounded by South Africa to the north, west, and south, and Mozambique to the northeast. Although Taiwan is just slightly over twice the size of Swaziland, our population is actually 21 times larger than that of Swaziland. In other words, each person in Swaziland can enjoy more than 10 times of the space that people in Swaziland, in Taiwan do. Since uh, Swaziland is located in the southern hemisphere, its seasons are opposite to those of Taiwan. Therefore, when Taiwan approaches winter, Swaziland enters its summer, which corresponds with its raining season. That's why um, the country earns its nickname, the Little Switzerland of Africa, because uh, in summertime, the whole hilly country turns green because of the rain. So not only is its scenery beautiful, its people are friendly and peaceful. Uh, as Taiwan's ambassador there, uh, what kind of cooperation projects are going on between Taiwan and Swaziland? Yes, uh, there are quite a few of them. Uh, for instance, uh, we are partnershiping uh, with Swaziland in the areas of agriculture, vocational training, education, medical service, and rural electrification, to name just a few. Uh, for example, Swaziland takes pride in being the third best country with respect to access to electricity among the 15 member states of Southern Africa Development Community. This achievement is partially due to our successful partnership on rural electrification. Uh, when I remember when I first arrived uh, in, in late 2013, uh, I called upon a cabinet minister and he shared with me an amusing experience about a success story of our bilateral rural electrification project. One day, some residents in his uh, constituency went to his office, asking him when they would finally have access to electricity. And he told them, soon, very soon, the Swaziland Electricity Company is coming to connect us very soon. But surprisingly, those people told him, no, no, no. What we want is uh, Taiwanese electricity. Wow, that's, that's a great statement for how well Taiwan is doing down there and helping that's out the right. people. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, what about political or business ties? I mean, what kind of investment opportunities are down there? Uh, well, uh, Swaziland regained its uh, independence from the United Kingdom in 1968. And ever since then, uh, Taiwan has been uh, assisting Swaziland in its national development. And also Swaziland has staunchly supported Taiwan's efforts to seek meaningful international participation. For instance, the Prime Minister of Swaziland delivered a speech on behalf of King Mswati III at the United Nations General Assembly last year, categorically voicing the kingdom's strong support for Taiwan's full participation in all the United Nations structures. Um, as for the bilateral economic relations, we have been helping Swaziland develop the infrastructure of a biotechnology park in recent years. Currently, 
there are over 47 hectares of industrial land available for factory shelves that can accommodate those foreign direct investors who are interested in a wide range of industries, such as food processing, cosmetics, pharmaceuticals, and electronics. So considering Swaziland's peace-loving workforce and generous incentives for the foreign direct investment, I wholeheartedly encourage our potential investors to seriously consider coming this way. Well, what about the culture there? What what interesting aspects have you noticed while you've been in Swaziland? Yes, yeah. Uh, now that I have been uh, in Swaziland for almost two years now, I did uh, notice some interesting cultural aspects. I noticed that uh, the Swazi people are very good uh, singers and dancers. Whenever there's a break between speakers at a public gathering, Adults or young girls and boys provide singing and dancing performances for everybody's entertainment. And that is why such a gathering can easily last half a day. Also, uh, when an invitation says that the ceremony will start at 9 o'clock in the morning, normally it will not start until 12 noon. Local people jokingly call it Swazi time. Uh, However, people here are very patient. Those who arrive early at a spot just sit and chat in very low voices. Nobody shows any sign of impatience. And when the guests of honor are making their remarks, the audience remains so attentive that one can even hear the drop of a needle. That's quite different from uh, what it's like here in Taiwan. Yes. In uh, related, I, I understand that there's a major festival there called the Reed Dance. Uh, can you describe that for us? Yes, that's right. Uh, the Reed Dance uh, in Siswati is uh, Umsanga. Uh, this is a major annual cultural event which lasts uh, from late August to early September. Every year it attracts hundreds of thousands of tourists from abroad. Um, it is a festival involving uh, young maidens to honor the Queen Mother, one of the two heads of state. Most of the participants are unmarried teenagers, with some of them even younger. Every year, over 50,000 maidens participating in this uh, big gathering. Um, and uh, first of all, they gather uh, reeds from selected areas and present them to the palace of Her Majesty, the Queen Mother, in order to strengthen the walls that help block the wind and further beautify the palace. And on the main day of the event, the maidens wear beaded skirts with anklets, bracelets, sashes, and other ornaments. The royal princesses also participate. Uh, the only difference, they, they are in the same costume uh, as the, the rest of the maidens except that they add red feathers in their hair, leading the maidens in groups to dance before their majesties. Uh, so their language there is called Siswati? That's right. Uh, could you maybe teach us some common terms from that? Well, um, even though English is an official language in Swaziland, Siswati is actually more popularly used in everyday life. So I would advise... Uh, our, your listeners to probably uh, pick up some before they visit the Swaziland. Uh, for instance, people greet each other by saying 
Savona, Maghe, or Babe, which means hello, madam, or sir. And in return, they will say yebo, which means yes. So that's kind of similar to like ni hao ma, well, hung hao. That's right. That, that yeah, idea? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. We've been speaking to Ambassador Thomas Chen, Taiwan's envoy in Swaziland. Ambassador, thank you so much for joining us on the air today. Thank you. And uh, again, I will use this Swati to say goodbye to you and your listeners. Salani uh, kase, which means stay well, everybody. Thank you. Thank you very much. And that Thank wraps you. up this episode of Taiwan Abroad. This and previous installments can all be found on the ICRT webpage. I'm Eric Gowan. Thank you all for joining us here on ICRT.